and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hey guys, welcome back to Careering. This is Lori Halter, and I'm on today with my guest, Hope Timberlake, who is the founder and owner of Forte as well as an upcoming author of her book, Speak Up. Damn it, I can, I'm so excited to have Hope on. I can't wait to get started. Hope, welcome. Thanks, Lori. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I, this is just such a great topic. You and I met over social media, LinkedIn, in fact, and we got to talking. We hit the ground running right off the bat. Tell us a little bit about, I'm, I'm actually going to jump right in. Usually I ask people, tell us a little bit about your journey, but honestly, I'm so thrilled with this discussion. Let's just jump in. You help people speak up at work. So let's talk about what does that mean? What does speaking up at work mean to you? Yeah, it's such a great question, Lori. For so long, I've been thinking that it was around building the skills and the capabilities to use your voice, to have visible presence, to have the right content. And it is all that. But what I've really discovered in the last two years of training in that way is there's also the internal piece, the courage, that self-talk, that ability to speak up. So yeah. I work with people to overcome the obstacles, both the external of they're talking over me, they're not listening to me, they don't seem to like my ideas or implement them, but also those internal things of, do I belong here? Do I have imposter syndrome? What would it take to share my ideas? Yes. What if they don't like them? So doing both. I think this is so fascinating because you're so right. Like I think a lot of people talk all the time about the external aspect, but so much of it is driven by the internal thoughts and beliefs you have. And I also think it's something that you can work to instill greater confidence in yourself to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's talk about this. When you and I were talking to prep for this, I said, I think it's very interesting generationally if -hmm. these things differ. So let's, how do you feel about like going generation by generation and talking maybe about the challenges and how they can overcome some of this stuff? Let's do it. Okay, so let's start with like the folks just getting into their career. I remember when I was 23 is when I really kind of hit the ground running with my career. And that was more than 20 years ago. Now I think back and I'm like, oh man, I could have done so many things differently. (laughs) So what are you seeing in the folks that are just coming into their careers? Like what are some of the, what are some of your fears and some of the things they're asking you to work through? Yeah, so that group is one of my favorite groups to work with because they're so new. They're just trying to figure it out. And there's a few different things that they're facing. One is there's a consistent theme with with the women specifically who come to me who they get panicked if someone asks them a question where they're not prepared. They're just okay. total deer in headlights. Yes. And the thing that we work on is a little more of that mindset piece around, look, if they are asking you, they want to hear your ideas. You have a different perspective. It yep. may be a generational perspective. It may be a geographical perspective, a, an age perspective, whatever it is, right. gender. So if you can realize that they're asking and you have something important to contribute, you have a, a complimentary or a different idea. Yeah. Step up and share your voice. So talk about that. But then the other thing that happens is they, and all of us, 
are often not aware of how we come across. So one of my continual mantras is to have people at all levels of the organization, but particularly when you're new, to record yourself. We have lots of opportunities to do that with Zoom these days, but even if you're not on one of those calls, just audio record yourself on your phone. Go back and listen. There's so much over-explaining or filler words or disclaimers like, oh, I'm no expert at this, or I haven't given this enough thought or any kind of like compromising language. So really get to a place where you're like, huh, I don't need to say that. I can just get my perspective. And I, I think you're so right. I mean, I remember back, I do that. And my big one right now, and we'll get through the generations, but I want your tip on this. I have listened to my conversations and I just cringe because I'm a terrible interrupter. I talk over people and interrupt constantly. And it's it's because I'm excited, but listening back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've interrupted that person like six different times in this one conversation. <laughs> well, and it's good. It's good to know these things. It doesn't mean there's always a quick fix or a, that it even needs to be fixed necessarily, but at least knowing that it happens, be like, right. okay, I need to take a breath. I need to pause. Let's yeah. And I'll literally be on interviews like this. And it happens, especially, like I said, when I get super excited and I just want to like share my ideas, but I'll also think, okay, Lori, just shut up. Just stop talking and let the guests talk. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, totally. those are great. Let's turn to more of our generation, which is like generation X. Generally, these yes. people have been in the industry now or their, you know, their career path, 10 to 20 years. I personally can speak to myself. I feel very confident in what I have to say. Mm. So where are these folks and where are some of the obstacles that they're facing? Yes, it's interesting. There's kind of two groups that come up with our age and and knowing that probably most people listening to this are likely women and potentially closer to our age. There are the women who have been working for years who feel really comfortable, confident. They're going to interrupt because they're so excited or they have something to contribute, (laughs) right? It's like, why we can't help ourselves. we're, We're there. We're a little more confident than those people who are, you know, entering the workforce. So there's that. And I'll take that group first. And the second group, I'll okay. just tell you what it is. And we'll get back to it. Like the people re-entering work after kids or divorce. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like that was that, my next question. You know? So let's definitely, okay. that's one so of we'll the biggest questions this. I get is like the re-entry. So let's definitely highlight that. Perfect. We will talk about the re-entry. So first, okay. the people who like kind of had that longer term career, feeling comfortable, confident. I think that two things, and, and this is going to sound a little bit like a broken record, but again, just like the people entering the workforce, Being able to assess yourself, listen to yourself, pay attention, because like you notice, hey, I get so excited. It comes from a good place, but I interrupt. So maybe I need to listen more. So there's that piece of like really keeping yourself in the game. Yep. Just because you might be a subject matter expert or you might have you know decades of experience and whatever, a certain amount of experience in an area doesn't mean you can't improve. So there's that piece of it. And then the other piece of it that comes up is, you know, for any age is just being really externally focused. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I don't mean to like compromise who you are or who, who, what your ideas are and how important they are, Yeah, but to really be paying attention to what the room needs, what the listener needs, what Mm -hmm. maybe the organization needs. And this is something I see throughout. I see it even more prominently in millennials, But regardless of what is it that this room, this environment needs right now from me, not just what is my idea, my mantra, my perspective, but how is it going to impact them? How it landed on them? How will it benefit them? I think that's so smart and such great advice because even myself, like we're saying, you get to a point in your career where you're so confident, you're so excited about what you're saying, you're so excited to share your ideas. 
but I definitely have a problem with this one, like listening to others and also exactly what you're saying. Is this actually what's needed right now? Or is this just me like running at the mouth? <laughs> totally. And Lori, to your point, cause I'm in the same boat here. And so to your point, one of the things that I've worked with myself on still working on it and would coach you or others is that gift. It sounds cliche, but that idea of getting curious. And what I mean by that is not this blanket curiosity, but specifically like, oh, I wonder how Lori's going to use this information. Or I wonder how this team will change their mind because of this. Or I wonder if they have a different perspective, like in just really like asking those specific questions to see like, huh, how will this land? Is there another way to look at it? Would they handle this problem differently? Right. And that takes some training and practice and daily reminders to do that. Yeah, I'm sure. And I think the beauty though of this age group, as we are stating, is you're so confident in your message that you're unlike the folks that are, I would imagine, coming into the workplace, you know exactly who you are and what you're saying. So there's more opportunity for you to say, okay, I'm going to, while I'm saying this, I'm going to be aware exactly what you're saying, like how this is landing and how this is basically read the room, right? Read the room. Yes. (laughs) Is the short answer for this one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's some crazy research and just from so many different sources about we had to be self-centered to survive, to outrun enemies, saber-toothed tigers, whatever it is. And that is just ingrained in us. I mean, it's an evolutionary requirement. Right. So it takes a lot of unwiring, deprogramming to be like, okay, what about them? Yes. And it's so important right now in work and life and all kinds of scenarios. Well, and I would imagine even more so with Zooms now. I mean, we're doing everything over screens. So whereas I'm like a big energy person, I'm not sure if you're yeah. this way, but energy really affects me. And, you know, you definitely can still get that. I can still get that through phone calls, and but it's a different sense that you're using now. Absolutely. We don't get that same feedback. We don't get that same, yeah, we don't get the three-dimensional cues that we would get in real life. So it does require, it does require some different skills and and focusing on different things when we're in this two-dimensional world. Absolutely. I want to, I want to jump on this women re-entering the workforce because this, so I would say then almost any question I get when I ask listeners, like, what are the themes you want to hear? Every single time there's at least one person who says, talk to us about women who are re-entering the workforce. So let's, let's, and even women, let's specifically talk about women, not just men, but women re-entering the workforce. What are you seeing here and what communication styles is happening? Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, the the thing that makes me so sad is that the women entering the workforce have probably in some ways the most to give because they've had these different experiences. They have all of the skills and traits of being a multitasker, of being a problem solver, of being logistically oriented, of all of these positive attributes. And there's some of the people who come to be least confident because they feel like, okay, the resume doesn't line up on LinkedIn or they are being compared to somebody else. Yeah. And so there's, there's really the two things of like that inner work to do. One of the resources I love, and you and I haven't talked about this, but I wonder if you know the work of Byron Katie. No. Byron Katie. Okay. So this is a really good thing for, yeah. So she's a woman, but her name is super bizarre. Her first name is Byron, B-Y-R-O-N. Last name's Katie. And she does this, she's a book and she has a website called The Work. And what's really cool about it is she identifies like, what is your self-talk or your limiting belief? 
So many of the women entering the workplace are like, oh, I don't have, a, I don't have 15 years of experience, like the people I'm competing against. Right. So that's their like self-limiting belief. So the idea is you, t- you flip it around to the opposite of like, I have so much to offer because oh. I've had so many different experiences. And then you you build that up with like what's some evidence of that? Well, I problem solved when I was on the PTA, or I had, or like every, how about every single day with your kids? You problem solve exactly. like twenty times a day. <laughs> it's like hostage negotiation. Yeah, I mean complete, <laughs> very very work applicable skills. Exactly. So coming up with that opposite from my frame of like, okay, yeah. yeah, whatever that limiting belief is, let's flip it to its opposite and let's find Love some it. evidence to support it. So that's amazing, and and then just really bringing that to your interviews, bringing that to your life, like step into that role of like, dude, I am a badass negotiator. Yeah. You have to try to negotiate with a six and an eight and a 10 year old all day long. Totally. Nobody has anything on me. So (laughs) there's a, there's that whole reframing, I guess. Well, I love that. And I know so many moms personally who are going through this right now and you're right. They've they have this feeling like they're not bringing enough to the table. And I think you are so spot on if they just turn and they're like, look at all the skills that I've learned over the last 10, 15 years at home, you know, and if companies were run by children, we'd all be screwed except for the moms. The moms would know everything. It's, and that's a really good point, Lori, is like, we need a couple of the different styles. There are so many founders who are like in their twenties or or Mm. early thirties. And it's like, they need some level of perspective, maturity context that you can get from having had other life experiences. Oh my gosh. Okay. This could be, this should be, I'm having you back on because this is a whole (laughs) separate topic that we don't have time for. But I was just talking to someone the other day who said, I was always younger than the people I was talking to my direct reports. And so they were saying, and I was constantly fighting against fighting that battle of feeling like I shouldn't be telling them what to do because I was younger. And so I think there's also in addition to, you know, women and generations, there's also this younger versus older dynamic that's happening, which leads right into actually, let's talk about boomers because I feel like I'm quickly coming into this age. Like technology and stuff is just speeding up to the point that I feel like so old in a ton of discussions when I'm talking to 20 year olds. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I think the key there is, you know, the whole expression of like teaching a old dog new tricks. Not that we're old dogs. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> Be careful. At all. Not at all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting you in the old dog bucket with me, <laughs> but complimenting what you have with other people. So I've been really doing this personally where I'm trying to up my social media and someone's yeah. like, you should really be on TikTok because you're, you're trying to appeal to oh. younger people and you're not. <laughs> and finding those interns, finding those, those those resources, finding different people who are native in these things that I'm not or who love doing it. I'm like, I am never going to be someone creating content on TikTok. It's just not going to be, it's not not my interest, (laughs) not my wheelhouse. But if that's something that will like, you know, attract people, women who are entering the workforce, if they want to get some presentations tips or communication tips on that, this woman Tatum I'm working with, she can do it. So finding that like that resource, and frankly, it could be in so many different ways, whether it's someone at work, someone, a friend's kid, a neighbor, whatever it is, but finding those resources to complement what you don't have. Yes, I love that. And I also love this idea of collaboration because I think all of a sudden what's happening, what's really interesting is I feel like there's this big divide happening and people are concerned about the younger generation coming in. And there's a ton of like negative stereotypes. And I think there just, there can be so much more collaboration 
between yes. the generations that are currently working together. That's not happening. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with this. I just think that like having the different strengths of, of a group yes. of people and really being explicit about it, being like, okay, so yes, I don't know the tech like you do. I don't know how to code like you do or whatever it may be, right. but I bring X, Y, and Z. So let's take your technical skills and my, yep. my perspective and whatever it is, and let's combine and figure out how we can make this a better product. And be a powerhouse. Yes. Totally. I love that. I Absolutely. love that. This is so interesting to me. Let's talk about women and the words mm-hmm. and phrases we use. And yes. we'll get a little, we'll get a little advertorial here. We'll talk about or adversarial here versus men, like women versus mm-hmm. men. Do you find that women use more words in meetings and conversations? And my guess, tell me if I'm right, but my guess would be they're less confident than our male counterparts. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yes. So it's interesting. I've actually researched this. And while people assume that women speak more or use more words to describe things, there's no real study that shows that. But the perception is so prevalent that there's this idea that we believe that women are using more words, they're rambling or they're over explaining and they're doing so in more of a dismissive way. And regardless of whether it's true or not, when we have that perception, it becomes reality. Right. So there is, and, and I, and certainly the women that I work with have, including myself, I catch myself all the time saying, oh, I just want to look at this. Mm-hmm. Or they do like the up speak where they're like, we should look at the budget, don't you think? And right. instead of Answering being really assertive and clear. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. And I know that I do a lot of like apologizing. I'm really trying yes. to, re- I constantly am apologizing. Even when I know it's not my fault, I'll start out with like apologies for this question or, you know, I'm so sorry we're having to go over this. And I'm like, this isn't even my deal. We're going over this again because the person on the other end of the line didn't know what was happening. Exactly. Or this will just take a few minutes or any number of things that we do. And I've researched this a lot. Some of this comes from, we care more about what other people think of us and we want to be bonded more. So we're afraid if we come out as like, we're going to look at the budget now that we're going to be perceived as assertive, aggressive or other words. And there are definitely, that's a fear we have as, as people, but also because I think it does come from a good place of like, we care about making sure that the room gets what they need. So it's a fine line, right? We can't diminish ourselves, but I don't think that we should be penalized because we want to make sure that people's needs are being met. Yeah. I love that. And it kind of goes back even to our discussion about the generations, like look at the things you're doing as strengths and how can you bring those to the table to make the entire room better? I love that overall message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, um, I want to talk about your book. Speak up, damn it. You're working on your book. Excellent title, by the way. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah. So it's, it's focused on overcoming the obstacles that prevent women particularly, or what I call onlys. It's not my term, but onlys are the only person in the room. So you might be the only one of your age or the only person of your background or your race, your gender, whatever it is, your, your whatever. And how hard it is to share your ideas in that environment. And so this is a very practical exercise driven book where you're focused on what are the things we do externally to look sound and appear confident and sharing our voice and our ideas. Yep. And what are the, what's the inner work too that we need to do to get there? So I'm really excited. But one of the things you said reminded me of, I've interviewed so many women, plus I had 
a coaching practice of over 2,000 women or 2,000 people really, but talk to so many, but one of the things that comes up a lot for them is yeah. not that they are the only woman in the room, but the, the youngest. So oh. when we go back to our generational thing, yes. when I talk to, you know, like they're like, I'm the youngest, so I don't have credibility or I'm the youngest. So they're not going to listen to me or right. they don't listen to me. So there's all kinds of things about being an only that um, impact how you communicate at work. But I'm hoping that it. this book is really helping people to do it on their own time, do it with groups of people and be more confident and able to share their voice at work. Well, I'm so excited for it to come out. Everybody follow Hope on LinkedIn. Make sure you see the updates. I have one last question for you. And I ask this of all of my guests, and it goes back to really the heart of careering. You have children, you have a busy life, you have a family. How do you make it all work? How do you balance it? How do you put it all together? Well, you've heard this before, but I think that the whole expression of you can have it all, just not all at once. Yes. Oh my gosh. I say that all the time. Yes. Yeah. And so I just feel like I, I get cut myself some slack. So in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I was busy working on my book and I had a full-time business and I was trying to keep my life together. Yeah. As a result, I wasn't really exercising as much, which killed me, but I was like, I'll do what I can. I'm going to give myself some grace and yeah. not beat myself up this year. My book is nearly finished. And now I'm like, okay, exercise is a number one priority as is yeah. of course a million other things, but I just feel like you can't do, you can't have six number one priorities at any right. time. <laughs> you have to really figure out, okay, in this period of time, this month, this week, this year, these are my priorities and I love it's it. going to shift. I am such a, I, I love that you said that. Cause this is like actually the number one thing I've probably learned from interviewing these amazing women on careering is it's all individual and you can have it all but just not yeah. all at once. That's exactly a perfect way to end our segment. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Lori. It's so fun to talk to you. It is. And if there's an, how can people get a hold of you to either find out about your book or find out about your speaking coaching or just find out what a fabulous human you are? Well, luckily my website's pretty easy. It's my name. It's hopetimberlake.com. And I spend way too much time on LinkedIn. So that's another great resource. All right, guys, you heard it here first. If you want to reach out to Hope Timberlake or read her Speak Up Damn It book when it becomes published, go to her website or follow her on LinkedIn. Hope, thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Lori. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a review or rating on your podcast player of choice. If you have a future female leader that you would like to hear on careering, please leave us her name and contact information at the link below. Thank you. Thank you.